Seven Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon. Seven Studios. So I have Jonesy on the phone talking a little bit of NBA Finals. Jonesy hasn't been in in a while. We were arguing on on Facebook, so I just said, let me let me have him call in and we can discuss this. Before I roast you publicly, <laughs> I wanted to congratulate you on your on your pending nuptials and tell everybody listening, uh, not just here in Nashville on WVOL, but everyone beyond. Jonesy's one of my best friends. It's been one of my best friends for for 25 years. Um, I met this guy. I remember meeting this guy. I was at Pine Forge Academy, the Pine Forge Academy, and I was in honors biology, and I was the only other guy in there. And, and it's my first day of school. I didn't know anybody, and I sat down, and I think Jonesy looked in. There's, I was the only other guy there, and, and he sat down next to me in honors biology, and we've been very good friends ever since. So it's an honor to, to be able to stand with you and be a part of that service next week. I'm very excited and, and heading out in a, in a few days to, to, to be with you and your family. So I, I just wanted to say that but before we get started and, and congratulate you. Uh, well, appreciate that. And if I may add a quick addendum to your story of how we met, when you introduced yourself to your class, you said, "I'm oh, James boy. Lewis the Third, and I'm the smartest person in the room." Well, there there was some. I mean that that's debatable. Um, <laughs> I don't know if in grades I didn't get the best grades in the room, but I I did say that. So everybody listening, I get I get roasted for that every time. I was I was such an arrogant pos. Back back then, and and I did stand up in front of my class, and I said, "Hey, I'm the smartest person in this room," and I think I said I'm going to be the president of this class, or something like that. Um, but some of that hubris has worked out for me. Sometimes it is it has caused me uh, great shame, <laughs> and and uh, and and pestilence. But but now that we have all of the pleasant trees out of the way. I'm very disappointed in in you personally because I thought I thought that you had a better understanding of basketball than you do on this Chris Paul thing with with the NBA Finals. Now the Suns, I don't think that they choked away the three two lead. I think that the Suns, I think Milwaukee after the second game realized that they could play bully ball, that they have three guys that they start that are 6'10 or taller. And the Suns really only have one big man. They have Crowder playing a stretch four and Crowder's only about 6'7 and really not very athletic either, not not a leaper. So they only have one guy that's a seven footer that's that's a rebounder. I think I think that Budenholzer, who's a terrible coach, but I think even he realized that, hey, we got like four guys that are that are much bigger. We put Lopez out there. Uh, we, have, we have Giannis. We have guys coming off the bench that are, you know, Portis that are that are 6'9, 6'10. And I think that they've eaten Phoenix alive on the boards, which is the smart play. Chris Paul is clearly hurt, 
but I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure that that I don't I don't think Phoenix can go to Milwaukee and win in a couple of days and and wonder wonder your thoughts on that and then and then just the efficacy of the career of of Chris Paul. Okay, well, first, before you think to roast me on Chris Paul, I think we have to understand what we're seeing. I think that the Chris Paul effect was what made Phoenix such a formidable team throughout these playoffs. Agreed. And the combination of him not being right, which he's clearly not right. He can't he barely dribble the ball properly. Yeah, he's obviously got a torn seen. ligament in his hand and, and that exactly. I don't blame him for the turnovers and stuff. He's he's playing he's playing hurt. So I I'm not saying that if they lose that it's on him that he choked that he didn't deliver. Now he has a history of getting hurt deep into playoff runs. And we now, talk about guys that, that, that can't big, stay healthy. He has a history is, of not being able to stay healthy into the playoffs. And that is the biggest career knock, honestly, on Chris Paul. Was, it's not about his game or his style of play. It's that he's not durable. Right. Person, that he personally is not durable. But what we've seen continually also is that when he is right and he is healthy, his team competes. His teams compete with the best. So do you think that they – do you think that – I? I'm not very familiar with Milwaukee. Milwaukee is a very small market. They say that Phoenix is a small market. Phoenix is not small market. It's more of a medium market. Milwaukee is a small market city. I don't even know mm-hmm. that Milwaukee should even have an NBA team. I think Milwaukee, Portland, Memphis, if all their teams went away, nobody would care outside of those zip codes and area codes. Do you think that they have any chance? Because that, that group up there is thirsty. They don't have anything else to do. There are no other professional teams in Milwaukee. Green Bay is about an hour away where the Packers play. I don't think that they're going to be able to go in there Tuesday night, Phoenix, and, and win, but do you think that they have a chance even if Chris Paul plays better? If Chris Paul can somehow right himself, I absolutely think they have a chance. I will give Budenholzer, who gets hammered all the time, I'll give him credit for one thing, about halfway up. Through game two, he realized it was better to use Drew Holiday's defensive ability on Chris right. Paul. If because if he's not right, and then you put Drew Holiday on him, who's an excellent defender, right. you can fully disrupt what Phoenix right. wants to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the one adjustment that really changed the way this series was going more than anything else. Because they initially had Holiday defending Booker, which. Right. On paper, everyone thought it was the right matchup, put their best defender on their best score. Right. But Chris Paul sets the tone not just for himself or for Booker, but for that whole for all the office. If you want to, if you want to straight, if you want to kill a dragon, you got to cut the head off. Chris Paul is exactly. the, the head of the dragon. Uh, Devin Booker is more the the body, but you cut off the head and 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 the body mm-hmm. dies. Now, whatever happens in this series i've i've been ripping so i was i was just got done ripping the fans in phoenix i'm very disappointed in the fan base there i was a season ticket holder to the suns i was part of a season ticket package through my company and have been to dozens of sun games i've been to many suns and mercury games always had great seats i saw this team was the worst team in the nba just two years ago and mm-hmm. even if they don't win the championship Devin booker's only 24 DeAndre Ayton's only 22. There, there, there's a lot of uh, talent and runway for them to be successful. Do you think that they should re-sign Chris Paul? And if so, do you think that they should sign him to a max deal? Because I want to see them sign Chris Paul again. 
he's really the the um, engine that makes them go. But you can't give him a three year, um, forty million per per year deal. You just can't give that to him. His body's going to break down. He's going to get better, not worse. You you absolutely cannot give him max money for okay. extended. At least you agree with me on that, All right. Ideally, what you want to give to Chris Paul is a decreasing contract. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you want to be looking for and grooming that next point guard right. who can replace Chris Paul's role in the offense because right. the rest of your talent is very young. I don't know if you can replace Chris Paul. I mean, he's a he's going to be a, not a Hall of Famer. Not necessarily replacing Chris Paul's right. talent, but his role in the offense, someone to run the offense and facilitate. You need to be grooming that next young player because – that's having someone to functionally play that role is the biggest difference between the Phoenix team last year and this year. Well, the word on the street is that he's going to opt out and he wants a three year deal, max deal at about 40 million and a year. And I tell him to kick rocks for that. Go. I wouldn't, you, you ruin your franchise if, if, if you do he, that. I, if that's what Chris Paul wants, you let him go. Right. At least you understand. I mean, at least we agree on on that i think he's very valuable to the team absolutely he's extremely valuable to the team i don't but, i don't think they're in the nba finals without him however you can't handcuff in a salary if this was baseball then yeah you give him whatever you want if you have the you have the money i mean it's everyone that owns it nba franchise yeah, is a we, multi-billionaire we see eye to eye, right. eye to eye on that but it's just i think that the worst thing the lakers ruined their franchise by paying kobe at the end I, I, you don't pay mm-hmm. people for what they have done, you pay them for what they will do. Even exactly. the greats like Kobe, rest in peace. You just you can't pay people max dollar in a salary cap league who are aging and breaking down. It just it just doesn't work. It never works in, in any sport. It doesn't work in football. It doesn't work yeah. in, in basketball. What I refer they're what I like to refer to now is thank you contracts. Right. They'll they'll always ruin your team. Yeah, always ruin your team. I mean, if you want to do it to sell tickets, you know, Kobe is is an exception because you have the fair world mm-hmm. tours. And you're going to sell a lot of tickets, but if your objective is to win and compete for titles, you just you just can't do it. Shifting gears, pivoting a little bit. Logo Lillard. Now, a I know that you don't like Damian Lillard. You don't That's like you don't like guards that that, that shoot thirty that is, to, uh, point guards that shoot thirty times a game. You don't that like Trey Young. Of you, what I've said of Damian Lillard. you you didn't like you didn't like Steve Franchise. You don't like any of these guys. You never you've never liked any of these. You didn't like Abachi. You didn't like any of these type of guys. It's not really but not really your type of guy. T- time out. You have never heard the words "I don't like Damian Lillard" come out my word my out my mouth. I've never texted that to you. I've always said Damian Lillard is very nice. I think he might develop some bad habits the way the Portland team was built around him. Right. Well, Portland. Those are always my words about Dave. Lewis. I lived out on in the Northwest. Me and you both know you have family out uh, and friends out in the Northwest. Nobody wants to go out there, so they're not they're not going to get another star to go to to Portland. That's not going to happen. They're not getting Zion. They're not getting AD if he opts out in a few years. They're not getting any of those type of players. So Portland's always had that issue. They had Bill Walton briefly before the injuries. They, they they were snake bitten. They had Brandon Roy, who seemed like he was going to be a star player, had had the injuries. Greg Oden had the injuries. They're just not a franchise that has had good luck, and they haven't been able to get players. I've been saying that I think the best place for for Logo Lillard to go is the Knicks because they have R.J. Barrett, they have Obi Toppin, they have Knox, they have um, they have Julius Randle, and they have picks. They have they have they have enough talent to get the deal done. What do you think about 
Damian Lillard to the Knicks. And what do you think about Damian Lillard in general? If he's if he's not, I don't think that he's ever going to play for Portland again. Where do you think that he's going to end up? Do you think he'll end up with well, your Sixers? Would you trade him well, for Ben Simmons and um and um I don't know Thibel because I if I'm them I've got to get Thibel the best perimeter defender. He's going to be the best perimeter defender in the league. And, and if I'm the Sixers, Thibel's the one player I don't want to give. You. See, I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him up. Because as talented as Dame Lillard is, no one will call him a top tier defender. Definitely not. And you do, and you and if you're giving away Ben Simmons as the six as, as Philadelphia, you don't want to. And Seth Curry, who's still under contract, is not mm. a defender. Right. Definitely. You can't not. completely decimate your perimeter defense right. like that. Yeah, I agree. Thibel to me is the one player you have to try to keep. And if the reports are accurate that Dame Lillard actually wants out. And from what I've heard reported are the teams on his list are New York and Philadelphia. If that's true and I'm Philly, I think I'm overpaying if I off if I give you Thibel. Because the one thing about the Knicks that you mentioned the Knicks have assets to trade to get Dame Lillard. But the Knicks problem is if they trade those assets to get Dame Lillard. They don't have a team around them. But I think I think just like the Nets, if you get Dame there, then you have other stars that might force their way out that want to come to the Knicks. I mean, it's the people always but feel like the have, Knicks is our you franchise don't have to trade to get those other pieces. But you have a salary not, cap. But there's not a this isn't a great free agent class year. Oh well, I, I don't have a I don't have an um a, a sheet in front of me. You're of, looking at Chris Paul, agents. Demar Derozan. As your top two free agents this year. Well, then I, that's that kind of pokes holes in my plan because that's not a possibly Kawhi Leonard if he decides to opt out of L.A. But he also just had surgery on his knee. Yeah, he just had surgery on his knee. And I don't. I'm I'm not a I'm not a big Kawhi fan at all. I think that I so think that, that Kawhi that, Leonard is the epitome of the talent versus culture model. He has a lot of talent, but if he's the best player on your team, he does not foster a culture that you want to have team success because this guy in 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 with the Clippers, he lives in San Diego. He's coming to practices late. He sits out when he doesn't feel like playing. I mean, I know he had a legitimate injury, so there's a difference between oh. load management and not playing when you have a, a torn um, ligament in your knee. I think it's ACL or LCL. But but I, the I culture of, of not coming on time, I think I think that Kawhi's shenanigans ripped apart that Clippers culture with some of the veterans on that team that have been there for a long time. Oh, I agree completely. You look at San Antonio or even Toronto, those were teams that were already good teams, right. good systems right. and winning systems in play. Good coaches, good GMs, yeah. So Kawhi coming in with that mercenary-type mentality wasn't going to disrupt things right. because the culture was already established right. in both of those situations. Right. But what you're seeing with the Clippers is we've always known he wasn't a vocal-type guy or a vocal leader, but – with the reports coming out about late practices and then the number of missed games and things like that, he's not the guy apparently that you want to build a culture around, yeah, I agree. as you said. I, I agree. As we come to the close, I'm up against the break. What to give you a chance. Uh, Jonesy, Jonesy and Brown is a, a fantastic podcast that's affiliated with the, with the Lance Day radio network. I know you guys have been taking a break. You're, you're planning your wedding. You got stuff going on, but but tell tell the audience here, especially in Nashville, WVL, tell us about your podcast and tell us where we can find you. Uh, and I really need you guys to to step in. I have a lot of travel that I'm doing this summer on the on the healthcare healthcare side of the empire. I'm actually going to need you and, and JB to guest host for for a week or so 
as I'm doing some traveling to the West Coast later. We'll talk about that offline. But tell tell the audience about your show and, and some of the things that you cover. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, after we get to the other side of next week, we're definitely going to start picking things up again, get right. back going. But Jonesy and Brown, me and my man, JB, Jonathan Brown, we are based out of Philadelphia. We talk all sports, a lot of NBA, a lot of a lot of NFL. Of course, we have our East Coast biases being where we are, but we do talk about all things around the league, anything relevant, anything that's a fun story. Lots of guests, lots of journalists from all around the country always chiming in to give us opinions. So it's not just a Philly-based show. We're right. talking all sports from all over. Yeah, you guys have a lot have of a great good time doing it. Yeah, a lot of great people. People from NBA.com, uh, people from some of the local beat writers in, in Philadelphia. I mean, they do a good job oh, yeah. of, of so covering. Where all, can we find you on the gram and in Facebook, the gram, all that stuff? Uh, it's all. Always consistent at Jonesy and Br- at Jonesy and Brown J O N S Y J O N E S Y and Brown. And just a quick shout out for your Nashville audience. We often have um a guy who might be familiar to you, Mike Patton, who writes for the um Nashville newspapers, covers local sports down there. He's a friend of our show, so we yeah, often get into Nashville yep. sports as well. Yep. Yeah, that's that's dope. Follow follow my guys Jonesy Brown. Find them on on Instagram. They they do a they do a great show. I think they do Facebook Live sometimes. We're, Check we're them on out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and, and all if, at Jonesy and Brown. And if you listen on any of the affiliates that that carry uh, the Lansdale Radio Network, they're usually on on Fridays on on my affiliate base, which uh, have so many affiliates that I can't name them all around the country. Um, it's great to have you on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a in a few days. At the oh, at the bachelor fun. party and and the wedding and um, just very excited for you and, and looking forward to it and, and looking forward to hanging out with you and the family man it's uh, God bless you and and thanks for all the the, the contributions that you made to, to my show and and my empire and all of that stuff man oh man thanks for having me it's always been a fun journey I'm enjoying it all right man. Anytime. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. We cannot teach grown people new tricks. Nah, you gotta get we into the, to, to we, the have to, we, we have to change the culture. And the reason the reason why we have to change the culture because it needs to change. So I'm in I'm in the school for two weeks. I'm ha- I had my first test. They get graded tomorrow. Um, I'm teaching them the culture about putting playlists together mm. like a mixtape, make their own mixtape. The best mixtape gets a platinum record or some headphones. That's dope. James Lewis. You cranks. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you get them you get yeah. them cranks? Yeah. So plug or, for cranks. Or or, or, or video game, because they've got some gamers. All right. You know, I got some students and I got 20 students. Boom. I get a call from School of Hip Hop. Again, they want you to go to ASU and teach a curriculum class. Wow. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I see you favor a 45. Tonight I do. And I keeps one in the chamber in case you ponder it. Nice showpiece you got there. Walther, PPK, 380, double action. Hit them Walters like to jump some. That's real you, with one in your elbow. That gun ain't got enough firepower to make my joint useless. It definitely won't stop me from emptying out half my mag. You might not hit me. This range? And this caliber? Even if I miss, I can't miss. I admire a man with confidence. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
U.S. hunger is embarking on a new initiative that will reshape the healthcare panorama. Having shipped food to over 150,000 homes, they are aligning with Medicare Advantage plans to enhance quality, risk adjustment, and star ratings. Many individuals who struggle to manage chronic illness, such as diabetes, hypertension, and COPD, also live within food deserts. U.S. Hunger provides healthy nutrition to families and communities. To hear more about our Food is Medicine program, go to ushunger.org. That's ushunger.org. Stoned on grass. Now that's our site. racism for shikari richardson and i talk about racism on this show a lot i talk about racism on this show for at the critical race theory level meaning the 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 foundational interwoven tapestry of what americana is and how it is peppered with institutionalized racism i talk about that all the time on this show I talk about racism and disparities in healthcare and how the 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 racial panorama for healthcare leads to extremely poor outcomes in African American Latinx communities. I have partnership with US Hunger, great people like that, great people like Engage in Health, great people like Incite in Health that are really focused on social determinants of health programs to alleviate Many of the racism-based constructs in healthcare, meaning that you can't get care for diabetes and hypertension or mammography because there's not adequate resources in your neighborhood, your zip code, which is primarily black. I talk about my time in real estate, redlining, and how the fact that African-Americans have had, had not had access to land if you give someone land, see money, you can spend money. You write me a check for a hundred grand. I go out and buy Escalade. I'm broke again. When somebody owns a hundred acres of land, they can produce product. They can, if it's farmland, they can grow in there. There's so much that you can do when you own land. Well, if you're redlined and can't get land, you got to move to a worse neighborhood. If you can't get farmland, you can't, you have a mitigation of, of black farmers you don't have things to hand down to your children. So I talk about that all the time. There are not that many people that are as brash and have that discussion about the racial construct because I'm not owned, because I'm independent. I don't have, I can't get fired. I can't get canceled. None of that stuff. There are not, there are not a lot of people that, that really keep it 100 with that. But with Shakari Richardson, I don't, that's not racism. I have so many friends that are talking about it's racism. It's, it's systematic. She smoked weed. I'm not judging her for smoking weed. I'm not saying, I think that it's dumb. I think it's a stupid rule. But the IOC, the, the International Olympic Committee, they have all of these ridiculous rules that don't make sense. 
that for the most part, for what I see, everybody else has to follow. Now, she failed a drug test. People say, well, Michael Phelps smoked weed. He was on camera smoking weed. Michael Phelps never failed a drug test. Shakari Richardson wasn't suspended because she was on camera smoking weed. She was suspended because she failed a drug test. Now, I understand that she had loss in her family. She was coping with depression. She used marijuana to, to medicate. I'm not judging her for that. I think only a fool would judge her for that. It's her life. She's a grown woman. And I love Shakari Richardson. She was, she was the reason that I was pumped up. Her and, and, and Simone Biles, Goat Biles. You want to talk about the goat? Even Michael Jordan keeps a picture of Simone Biles in his wallet. Even Michael Jordan, even Michael Jordan texts Simone Biles and say, hey, do you have a pair of retro sevens coming out and can I cop them? Will you, uh, Ms. Biles, will you autograph a pair of retro sevens for me saying, hey, Mike, I love you from the GOAT? Even MJ, even the best of the best, even the Brady's of the world, even the MJ's of the world. If Ali was still here, Babe Ruth, Simone Biles, you want to talk about someone that's dominant. And perhaps the, the most dominant athlete in her sport, in sports history, she does stuff that's so good that the judges are like, yo, you can't do that. We're going to disqualify you. Now, that's, there's racism there. We're going to disqualify you or give you a bad score, not because you're not amazing, but we're scared that some eight-year-old that looks up to you is going to try to do that and end up a quadriplegic. So I was looking forward to, to watching her absolutely obliterate the field. And then watching Shikari, who she has a lot of flair. She's got the nails. She's got the hair. She's a part of the LGBTQ community. She's got all of these things aligning for her to be a superstar. Young. She's not even really tall. Most people that, are, that, that run track are, are kind of tall. You know, women get a longer stride, 5'6", 5'7", 5'8". She's 5'1". She has, she's basically a Wheaties box dream. She's, she's a dream for a marketer. So many different communities, black, LGBTQ, women. She has flair. She, she, she is a sponsor's dream. But she made a decision that wasn't a decision that jives with the, the criteria for, for the Olympics. And unfortunately, she lost her opportunity to be a part of that. I feel terrible. I'm sure she'll come back to the world championships in a couple of years and blow through everybody. I don't like the rule. I don't think the rule is fair. But in this case, I'm not going to cry racism. It's not racism. It's not Whitey's fault that you, it's not the man's fault. It's not... <laughs> It's not all the terrible things that have happened in the United States, which I point out all the time. It's not these people's fault that you chose to, to use a substance that's not on the list of substances that you can use to be an Olympic athlete. And when you cry racism in cases where there is no racism, that it's a 
person by person decision and approach, you actually you actually take away from instances, and I'm sure there are many instances in the in the IOC and the Olympics where there's actual confirmed racism. Lance J show. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Land J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J sent you.